0: Welcome to the Neoborn and Andy a Human Show. Both sides of the Atlantic. Atlantic City? No. Atlantic. With an S. I knew it. Atlantis. Actually Boston and London. I-90 Radio. Trans Radio UK and Mystery Box Radio.
1: It's season five. Hey, welcome! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry Uh, for the
2: yeah! Yeah, but this is us. the pain (laughs) yeah like yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, welcome welcome yes welcome neo welcome neo to the uh show the near-born long time
1: no see i will shout from here so a long time no see
2: yeah yeah long time no shoeshine uh it's been yeah long time no moonshine it's been it's been a hot uh, minute uh, literally it's been a really hot minute because it's very hot in europe Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. At home labor was reeking of the Doja Surfing on them couches, had me sleeping on the sofa Heard the end is coming, I'ma be here till it's over Never heard a single word the preacher ever told us Only verses you see me rehearsing was from hover. Having constant visions of a Beamer or a Rover Baby, I'm a dreamer, can't just settle for the quota Fighting every day, need a medal like a soldier, yeah Every day is like a mission, all this pain that I've been feeling From this game is kinda sick and they don't like who I'm becoming Say I'm changing by the minute, staying out of our discussion So they paid me as a villain, Try to tell the people you could bank on me. Hard to believe when the tank on E. Think about a failure, do you think about me? Lord, set me free. Took my losses, paid my dues. Pray my coffin full of jewels. Can't say I ain't tried Set my soul on fire. Took my losses, paid my dues. sundown the sun up my mama say you go too high, you should give it a rest praying to come up will come up till then i'll just come up with lyrics that live in your head Put in reps i'm consistent as death i've been grinding like only got five minutes left don't post for the socials when you go this hard on the low low then your whole life is
2: a pop
1: so i'm gonna make a change for once in my life <gasps> gonna feel real good gonna make a difference Gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and one man's soul, they follow each other in the wind, you know, cause they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize there are some with no home, not a nickel to loan. Could it be really me pretending that they are not alone? Willow. Deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart, and the washed out dream they follow to the pattern of the wind, you see? Because they got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a bad place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. So that's a poem, what I like from Michael Jackson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really good, yeah. yeah.
1: Honestly speaking, uh, how can we have this to send to all the establishment all around? Would they even understand the same language? We have arts all around, different types and different interpretations. They all talk about the same things. Take... Responsibility pick the shite you or others may if you, if yeah. you don't want yeah. to live in shite,
2: yeah, yeah. Um make, um, make a difference in the world and um, make a be a positive um influence on others, and it starts at like at home, right. Where you are, right? <laughs> you know, um, with your immediate fans, fr- uh, fr- uh, family, and friends. And um, it, it's, it, it, it fans out from there, doesn't it? Or at yeah, least just, it should uh, do.
1: You know, um, sometimes I feel myself uh, weird, I right know, powerless or helpless, because anything what I feel I've done and many millions of other people were doing, you know, it feels the world hasn't changed. It did change. It is a much better place than it was 50 years ago. Still, walking the same cycles, making the same mistakes, ruining people's life. is just enough. Enough is enough, you know, and... Uh, I don't really think the speed of change is enough anymore. Now we need a quantum jump. We need a quantum change. That means we don't travel from point A to point B to the straightest, fastest way because that's Newton physics. Let's use, accomplish, manifest, and realize everybody's life in everyone's life quantum physics. Let's have point A turn to be point B at the same time.
2: Just, yeah, yeah that's a good um good idea it's if the the thoughts you have that do you put into words uh become actions that have consequences that will um reflect back on you in future times <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's like this consciousness thing isn't it like if we were alive and we've got this gift of like sort of being alive we should be using that to good effect and we are probably missing this quantum leap or this quantum jump we kind of probably are right on the verge of it i think um we're discovering more about this actual like phenomenon and it's, like, um, the most powerful thing, I think, is, like, the words you use, the, the, you know, the, what we think and what we say and what we do is how we get there. We can achieve that quantum state. It's like manifesting, isn't it? We want to, like, see change the world. We want to make the world, like, just that little bit better from our perspective.
1: You know, but, you know um, I... Like listening, uh, Russell Brand, you know, the actor, comedian slash inspirational guru, uh, and media artist. That's a good thing. Media artist. So, um, and he, he does have a kind of, uh, new way and he's been doing that for years now. And, uh, you know, sometimes I talk to him or his team and, uh, and well, yeah. talk to you know these days. Send some digital something, and you get some digital something. That's talking these days. So, yeah. uh, so that's not real deep talk next to a tea or whatever. And I think what he is trying to do is good and helping, and millions are listening, and very effective. Yet not near enough to the speed world needs it now. Because uh, no people want more suffer no people want more suffer for their kids no people want more death around Mm. and uh, power hungry people Mm. are still don't read the memo right
2: yeah yeah
1: the era of establishment is over the era when a certain group of people decides or feels they should decide to rule over others for any reason is over uh
2: yeah yeah I mean it's peacetime isn't it now we, the borders and have, have been established and it should all be like operating in peacetime except there are pockets around the world which definitely aren't but um I hope, hopefully the majority of like at least the developed world is like acting responsibly
1: yeah, uh, and it's good. We, we are really doing good things, and I'm really happy it's happening. Just whenever you have someone who you have a, a really strong connection with, you know, a child, a relative, then when you see another child, another relative, or somebody else relative, somebody else child, yeah. you know, and that person is suffering, you feel a connection. And uh, you just uh, want to take responsibility. But what kind of actions can you have? Can you go and stop the war? No, you are not allowed to travel there. Can you allow there to talk to dictators or, or you know, any part of business owners? No. Can you talk to arm dealers? No. Oh, can you distribute food? No. See, that's what I'm talking. I said, mm. Oh, no, first solve the problems next to your house. No. Do whatever you feel good, you know?
2: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: The arrogance, self-indulgence, ignorance, and stubborn selfishness, these obnoxious numbness prevailing all around, is mm. really making uh, John Cleese's take on stupidity a documentary speech.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he had a good point there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm, because um you can i mean you can donate money to red cross and charities and things and uh locally that would make that would make a big difference i think um but if you're talking about like trying to help out uh in other countries where it's not so accessible in fact it's forbidden for foreigners to go then you could take a leaf out of the guy that was um the soldier that was um like uh, in um, iran and saw like lots of like innocent people getting caught up in the conflict came back and he it weighed heavy on him so he like because he had combat experience he knew what he was doing he could get back in there and he started a um humanitarian like aid for the civilians out there and he, and uh, he teamed up with a couple of other sort of Combat veterans who are happy to help out, and they are doing really good work in saving civilians out in in not only there, but like in in other war torn war torn areas where it's like, uh, you know, civilians are being held hostage and like sort of um like used used as shields and things. So there are people out there. That's brilliant. Yeah, there are people out there that can and they do. Um, So, but we also can and we also do my question
1: here lies, okay Um, yes, you told mm, me mm. there are honest and noble, different level of scaled politicians yes, I believe you, and because of the big numbers, it must be true all around the world Mm. but how, and who, and when and why, and in what ways will contribute to these kind of peoples the rotten minded peoples mind to change who will talk to them because that would be the fastest. Let's take, like, my, how many? 10 million people? 1 million people who rule the world? Yeah. And let's talk to them. Change them. And the world will be just like that.
2: True. I mean, if you take the villains out of the picture, the warmongers and um, the, the profiteers and things like that, I mean, you know, like, you could you could already, like, sort of get the, the whole situation on an even keel from there. Um... It's not that, like, I don't think, like, big business and corporations are necessarily evil because they, you know, like, we, the ultimate big ones like um, Amazon and things like that are, like, providing a service that everybody wants anyway. And it's, like, uh, employing people and it's providing, like, um, yeah, good that, that, uh, that, that economic that situations. <laughs> no, but, like, these big companies, they, they're not all evil. Um, they provide jobs for people. There's a whole economy built around it. And it's not like, yeah, okay, like, the, it's like it, it, you can't really get too far away from the fact that, like, once you start to get a lot of something, you start to get a lot more of it. And that's, like, whether it's experience, whether it's a tan, whether it's, like, a, a drum collection or a toy collection or, like, money or businesses or whatever it is, the more you get off something and the better you get at getting that, the more you get of it.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you here.
2: That's, that. What, that's like... The
1: question here now, if it is true, that... And it's true because you say that, so it must be true. That.
2: Uh-huh. uh... <laughs>
1: why there is no real change. So, let's go back to this one. We have been having a lot of suffering all around the world. Maybe Europe, maybe North America uh, were spared for a long time from the actual suffering. Who owns the earth? Usually it is said, yes, our grandchildren are the owner of this world. But if they are so... I haven't heard them, I probably you haven't heard them either, to say, yes, Blue Origin, (laughs) destroy the atmosphere with experimenting your freaking stuff. Oh, ExxonMobil, frack the earth, destroy the nature. Have you heard them? Oh, Sha Company, please. Absolutely eliminate the natural soil in Nigeria. You can do that. You are great in that. Ruining the earth. I never heard them saying that. So if I have a word, if I have a possession, no. and probably there are 8 billion like me, we all have a shared possession here. That's called earth. Uh, then I am not willing yeah. to give a license to any minor company just to destroy everything to have another phone have engineers to figure out different way i
2: i i I think we're starting to wake up to like a lot of problems that we've been having and we like people of like in industries like nuclear industry and like the coal industry and the phone industry and the tech industry of all like have to like look at what they're doing uh, and clean up their act because it can't. It, it's like people are like going, "Well, this obviously is not good."
1: Yeah, I'm not against. I'm not against technology. Technology is good, but just remember the the the, the tights, the nylon tights. Remember, yeah, they, they were amazing in the surface But due to the war and due to other things, you know, they the the, the chemical engineers were forced to change alter, anything so now the nylon tights are nothing but in the beginning that you could pull another car with them
2: (laughs) yeah 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 i guess yeah
1: and uh, we can we can talk about everything but uh yeah and it goes to the planned obsolescence and no consumption is not good if it is too much too much is never enough so real food yeah. doesn't require you to eat all day long. If you have a half handful of berries, you won't be hungry for half a day. If those berries are from the trees and bushes in the forest. True,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: A lot of people still like eating meat. Usually, cattle's are good stuff, you know, if you don't feed them anything else but grass or you let them yeah. to Eat what they want to eat in the middle because they are smart enough to realize. Oh, I like this one, but you will never see any cattle freely roaming around to say, "Oh, I want my liquid corn." You know, so uh, that's that's the problem to taking advantage on other things, to crisp no, I mean, technology, yeah. everything that we know better. That's arrogance. That's alien. You know, you remember the movie Alien or Aliens or all the series.
2: I know, intimately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single right, one, so yeah. now it
1: sounds like that we are being sponsored by the Greenpeace. No, we are not. And Greta is, although welcomed in our show, she is not coming today.
2: No, um, I kind of, I, I was... Re- gonna restart reporting from the nostromos <laughs> back on planet um lv421 i took a quick con- quantum leap back to my studio and uh i managed to like escape the xenomorphs over there so and i'm happy these to these are <laughs>
1: social and cultural references right? generation x y z and alpha they have no idea
2: yeah 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 so uh
1: all right then so let's hit the fan No, let's Let's hit the road, Jack, now. What shall we say? Let's hit the drums, now. Let's hit the music.
2: The music, yeah. Hey, this is steve in the band the word 66 we have a brand new track it's called tonight is the night and it's basically about a person who is uh, going through some struggles and addictions and just uh, letting people know out there that it's never too late to change check it out on the newborn and Andy human show and the Jets and you are listening to
1: The Newborn and Andrea Human Show.
2: Face in
0: any place. So just oh. this is it, then I guess I'm better off alone, please when to cry until I'm gone. Welcome to the Neoborn
2: and Andy a Human Show! Uh,
0: my starting point when it comes to the consideration of any issue relating to free speech is my passionate belief that the second most precious thing in life is the right to express yourself freely. The most precious thing in life, I think, is food in your mouth. And the third most precious is a roof over your head. But a fixture for me in the number two slot is free expression just below the need to sustain life itself. That is because I have enjoyed free expression in this country all my professional life and fully expect to continue to do so personally I suspect highly unlikely to be arrested for whatever laws exist to contain free expression because of the undoubtedly privileged position that is afforded to those of a high public profile. So my concerns are less for myself and more for those more vulnerable because of their lower profile. Like the man arrested in Oxford for calling a police horse gay. or the teenager arrested for calling the Church of Scientology a cult, or the cafe owner arrested for displaying passages from the Bible on a TV screen. When I heard of some of these more ludicrous offences and charges, I remembered that I had been here before in a fictional context. I once did a show called Not the Nine O'Clock News, some years ago, and we did a sketch where Griff Jones played Constable Savage, a manifestly racist police officer (laughs) to whom I, as his station commander, is giving a dressing down for arresting a black man on a whole string of ridiculous, trumped up, and ludicrous charges. The charges for which Constable Savage arrested Mr. Winston Cadogo of 55 Mercer Road were these walking on the cracks in the pavement, (laughs) walking in a loud shirt in a built-up area during the hours of darkness, and one of my favourites, walking around all over the place. (laughs) He was also arrested for urinating in a public convenience (laughs) and looking at me in a funny way. Uh, Who would have thought that we would end up with a law that would allow life to imitate art so exactly. I read somewhere a defender of the status quo claiming that the fact that the gay horse case was dropped after the arrested man refused to pay the, uh, to pay the fine, and that the Scientology case was also dropped at some point during the court process, was proof that the law was working well, <laughs> ignoring the fact that the only reason these cases were dropped was because of the publicity that they had attracted. The police sensed that ridicule was just around the corner and withdrew their actions. But what about the thousands of other cases that did not enjoy the oxygen of publicity, that weren't quite ludicrous enough to attract media attention? Even for those actions that were withdrawn, people were arrested, questioned, taken to court, and then released. You know, that isn't a law working properly. That is censoriousness of the most intimidating kind, guaranteed to have, as Lord Deer says, a chilling effect on free expression and free protest. Parliament's Joint Committee on Human Rights summarised, as you may know, this whole issue very well by saying, while arresting a protester for using threatening or abusive speech may, depending on the circumstances, be a proportionate response We do not think that language or behaviour that is merely insulting should ever be criminalised in this way. The clear problem with the outlawing of insult is that too many things can be interpreted as such. Criticism is easily construed as insult by certain parties. Ridicule easily construed as insult. Sarcasm, unfavourable comparison, merely stating an alternative point of view to the orthodoxy can be interpreted as insult. And because so many things can be interpreted as insult, it is hardly surprising that so many things have been, as the examples I talked about earlier show. Although the law under discussion has been on the statute book for over 25 years, it is indicative of a culture that has taken hold of the programmes of successive governments (laughs) that, with the reasonable and well-intentioned ambition to contain obnoxious elements in society has created a society of an extraordinarily authoritarian and controlling nature. That is what you might call the new intolerance, a new but intense desire to gag uncomfortable voices of dissent. I am not intolerant, say many people, say many softly spoken, highly educated, liberal minded people. I'm only intolerant of intolerance. (laughs) And people tend to nod sagely and say, "Oh yes, wise words, wise words. And yet, if you think about this supposedly inarguable statement for longer than five seconds, you realise that all it is advocating is the replacement of one kind of intolerance with another, which to me doesn't represent any kind of progress at all. Underlying prejudices, injustices or resentments are not addressed by arresting people. They are addressed by the issues being aired, argued and dealt with, preferably outside the legal process. For me, the best way to increase society's resistance to insulting or offensive speech is to allow a lot more of it. As with childhood diseases, you can better resist those germs to which you have been exposed. We need to build our immunity to taking offence so that we can deal with the issues that perfectly justified criticism can raise. Our priority should be to deal with the message, not the messenger. As President Obama said in an address to the United Nations only a month or so ago, laudable efforts to restrict speech can become a tool to silence critics or oppress minorities. The strongest weapon against hateful speech is not repression, it is more speech. And that's the essence of my thesis, more speech. <clears throat> if we want a robust society, we need more robust dialogue, and that must include the right to insult or to offend. And as, even if, as Lord Deer says, you know, the freedom to be inoffensive is no freedom at all. The repeal of this word in this clause will be only a small step, but it will, I hope, be a critical one in what should be a longer-term project to pause and slowly rewind a creeping culture of censoriousness. It is a small skirmish in the battle, in my opinion, to deal with what Sir Salman Rushdie refers to as the outrage industry. Self-appointed arbiters of the public good, encouraging media-stoked outrage to which the police feel under terrible pressure to react. A newspaper rings up Scotland Yard. Someone has said something slightly insulting on Twitter about someone who we think a national treasure. What are you going to do about it? the police panic and they scrabble around and then grasp the most inappropriate lifeline of all, Section 5 of the Public Order Act, that thing where you can arrest anybody for saying anything that might be construed by anyone else as insulting. You know, they don't seem to need a real victim, they need only to make the judgment that somebody could have been offended if they had heard or read what has been said. The most ludicrous degree of latitude. The storms that surround Twitter and Facebook comment have raised some fascinating issues about free speech, which we haven't really yet come to terms with. Firstly, that we all have to take responsibility for what we say, which is quite a good lesson to learn. But secondly, we've learned how appallingly prickly and intolerant society has become of even the mildest adverse comment. The law should not be aiding and abetting this new intolerance. Free speech can only suffer if the law prevents us from dealing with its consequences.
1: Yeah, yeah, well I, then that's not pie, okay, because we are not doing maths again. We were talking about that. Mm. And pie is not a number. Pie is Apple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Math is yeah. so good at the universities when the good cool professors explain them on free course on Coursera or edX or something like that. But mm. so boring and torturing and mind altering make a number done for a life in the schools
2: i think a lot, a lot of people like so oh what maths i'm never going to use it but like what they don't really realize is that like maths is all around us maths is the universe yeah
1: true but not that maths. what is being taught in the schools
2: yeah, it is though. It is.
1: That that will be a long debate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean trigonometry, geometry, and all that sort of stuff. It is, no, it is I'm the, not they, against
1: the the universal math. I'm against the the state pushed education system. Oh, so,
2: and okay, that's, but uh, Finland might be
1: different. Have you ever been to a British public school?
2: <laughs> mm, I mean, like. There's no easy way to educate the masses, is there? Somebody along the way is going to be disappointed. Well,
1: sorry to say, but uh, why to educate the masses? I mean, come on, it's not a matrix. Parents, tribes, should really inherit the knowledge to the other one, and then that's really practical. And when you want to have some abstract knowledge already you grown up and you have some fine motoric skills and whatsoever oh basically you know how to behave with other people instead of stabbing them then we can talk about a state mandatory education system because if it worked there wouldn't be knifing around in london now
2: but that's that's a different thing entirely isn't it i mean surely you can't blame like push social like so, so, social bad behavior on on a school system surely that's something to do more with the, the family situation
1: yes and no well uh, most of the times of- kids are being at the school because parents chosen or unchosen but they are not at home when they are at home they are absolutely that tired and they have to do the housework and then next days comes so basically there is peer peer education so the peers yeah. are more important in the families so why is it that uh first nation people uh can educate their kids uh against the jaguar without explaining it it's natural you know because they know how to do it so uh we can yeah. see a lot of bad stuff against third world countries but the people that are tribes that really know how to give away their practical knowledge and their mental and cultural inheritance. Yet, in the first words, we are ruthless and ruthless.
2: But um, I think like third world countries and developing countries aren't educated. Um, They're not educated about like uh, what they can do to... um, Now we uh, have a debate. Yeah, to get get the (laughs) right medicines, to get like the, the, the... I mean, education for women in India, let's say... Is uh, has, has has the most impact on um, population control than than any anything else.
1: That's also abusing people. I'm not, uh, but I agree with you. Uh yeah. that's, that's 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 the good side, the beneficial side of that. Yet, without urbanized civilized pushed things. uh just think of that. How did the Pict the Picts raise the kids? Probably, they knew how to herd cattle. Uh, they knew how to uh, use bow and arrow. They knew how to get the blue color on their face, you know. And yeah, they knew how yeah. to work with uh, Matt Gibson for the movie. Uh, so. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, you. If you. One more joke, I didn't go through. <laughs> no but i mean if you take that like um to the logical con- next step like if you have like small communities and they're all teaching each other and everything yes. like that, then there's gonna there's gonna, that that works but it only works to a degree because it's like one village might have this information the other village might have incomplete information or schooling or teachings and but then another we one do still have
1: has internet now we do have information uh flow and yes we should have the capacity to suppose that something what we might thought was true might not be true. Newton physics is not true if you a little bit go farther from Earth. So it's not finite truth. It's, you know what I'm saying here, that the the largest uh, problem that school system does not let you to have an emotional growth and uh, doesn't develop the mental capacity to criticize and give useful suggestions. Well, this would be obviously the largest fear of any establishment.
2: Mm, um, um, uh, no. uh, yes, <laughs> it's like ultimately what you what you are aiming for is uh, educational equality across the board for everybody. Um that are given the tools like um uh, which are like how the world works, uh with all of its subject matter and everything like that. But in the at the end of the day you want to be these, these people to be able to think for themselves. Yes, you done it another way. In, um not just to write something down because you have to, but like write it down because it means something because you have to think about it. Yes. That's, that's, that's the point of writing stuff down.
1: I think the problem with people like this is that they are so
0: stupid that they have no idea how stupid they are. You see, if you're very, very stupid, how can you possibly
1: realise that you're very, very stupid. You'd have to be relatively intelligent to realize how stupid you are. There's a, a wonderful bit of research by a guy called David Dunning at Cornell, who's a friend of mine, I'm proud to say, who's pointed out that in order to know how good you are at something requires exactly the same skills as it does to be good at that thing in the first place, which means, and this is terribly funny, that if you're absolutely no good at something, at all, then you lack exactly the skills that you need to know that you're absolutely no good at it. This has
0: been the Neoborn and Andia Human Show, presented by two purple rabbits from behind Jupiter in a hidden moon at a secret base in an undisclosed location.